0: It is Thursday, March the 25th, 2021. We've almost reached the end of March. Holy crap. It's almost warm outside occasionally now. Then it gets hella cold again. Then it's super warm again. And your body doesn't know what to do with it. At least that's what it's like here in Halifax. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Hope you guys are having Uh, a good day, and you've had a good week since we've, uh, last been here. I'm a little bigger on the webcams today, not that Jeff can see. I'm a little bigger because I've zoomed in so that, uh, when Em is in the room and she notices that the camera can see the dirty dishes behind me, she doesn't have a small aneurysm. So we've zoomed in to avoid this conflict. Uh, our dishwasher finally bit the bullet about two weeks and a bit ago. Uh, it had been the electronics in it. The logic board was like frying itself so it would randomly <coughs> if it was closed it would randomly turn itself on and start running uh if you wanted to run it it would use the cycles that you didn't tell it uh and if you really wanted to get it going some days or most days your know, dad would have to come downstairs go to the circuit the, the breaker and flip the breaker on and off to the to the dishwasher to get it running eventually so eventually just decided you know what I'm done done. And so we like hand washing her stuff and so we have dishes behind us to be washed and she wouldn't want the world to know that we have dirty dishes that would be unacceptable. Either way, I have much more important things to tackle like asking Mr. Black, "How was your week?"
1: Uh, it was another week, wasn't bad. Um yeah, it's just another week. We're back we're back to that. I mean, I'm dealing Fantastic. with the duplex now, so I'm doing some renovations over there. But I'm not really spending a lot of time there. I have to go there like maybe once or twice a week to like drop materials off, and that's pretty much it. So just uh, grinding away. Magnificent!
0: I see you have your uh, your hashtag Elgato Streamlight turned yes. on today. Yeah, we can Thought see I'd... we can see details in your sweater this
1: afternoon. Thought I'd give a little <laughs> bit of lighting.
0: <laughs> is that a is that a Dwayne the Rock Johnson sponsored Under Armour sweater? Or just a regular ass Under Armour sweater. I think
1: this is just a regular (laughs) Under Armour sweater. It's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Well, we got another great show lined up for you today. Uh, My week
0: wasn't anything to write home about. I'm going to be starting my next review game here in the next couple of days. I took a week break uh, so that Mark could breathe. We cranked out three reviews in like ten days or whatever the fuck it was. So we're going to. I was like, all right, let me give Mark a little break. Let me take a little break i been playing a little uh, Hearthstone, um, standard Hearthstone, not Hearthstone Battlegrounds, but like standard-ass Hearthstone for the first time in years. Uh, it's still broken as fuck, but it's still also the best card game available on PC, unfortunately. Like, I've played Magic the Gathering Arena. Uh, it's pretty good, but Magic is... I... Ma- Magic Magic is also Broken, but in far more annoying ways to me. I think with card games right now, if you're between Hearthstone and Magic, it's like, what version of Broken do you want? Do you want RNG to fuck you in the ass every five seconds? That's Hearthstone. Uh, if it's Magic, do you want to go up against the, like, hordes of people that are just playing control decks that never allow you to actually play the game of Magic until they're done? Play Magic. Uh, and so for me, I can live with some RNG, because at least then I know it was up to some sort of stupid computer algorithm to fuck me in the ass, instead of just- just watching somebody else play Solitaire for 15 minutes straight. Uh, so I played some more of that, and, uh, there's they've got an expansion coming out, um, that, am um, I'm gonna be checking out, see what the cards are like there, and then otherwise, just kinda- just kinda- Relaxing. I think the next game I'm going to do is gonna be an indie title. I'm gonna do a smaller, a smaller game for this next one. It'll be a newer game as well, not one of the uh not like uh, some of the newer ones or the latest reviews I've been doing. I'm looking at um I can't remember the name of it right now, but I'm looking at a wrestling game. It's like a, uh like a SNES era almost. Not well, I shouldn't say SNES. A little above SNES. Um Somewhere if if there was a weird console generation that existed between the SNES. And the, and the N64, I'd maybe p- place it somewhere in there, I guess. Uh, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But, the, uh, but that's a frontrunner. And then, of course, lots of people have been requesting Loop Hero. I don't know if you've seen uh, anyone that you know of playing it on stream or whatever. No. Um, it's, a, it's another roguelike kind of thing, except it incorporates, uh, I think it incorporates like deck building and all sorts of. It's like one of those five genres in one, and they managed to do a good job. Okay. Um, so, like, they they decided to juggle all the balls at the same time and haven't dropped any yet, so lots of people are giving it a lot of praise. So somewhere in, in between those, uh, in between those two. And otherwise, it's just been another week. Waiting for my taxes to come back. Waiting, that, that's, the, that's the one thing, I'm on the edge of my seat. How much money is going to leave my bank account in the next couple of weeks is what I'm, wait, is what I'm waiting on. Uh, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, percent-wise, it's all the same. Right? Like, I don't have- I don't have- I don't have hordes of cash, but the percentage coming out of my bank account is still gonna hit like a fucking truck. It's gonna not feel too good. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what that is. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's it. We got a great show lined up, as always. I say it every week, and I'll continue to say it. We got lots of gaming news to go over, so let's hop right in to some gaming news. Uh, apparently! desperate enough to buy literally fucking anything to keep pace with how much Microsoft has been buying. And Microsoft's been buying up everything. Let's be honest. I mean, they have been on a shopping fucking spree. No window shopping at Microsoft. When you go out to the mall, you're coming home with some shit. Mm. Sony stepped out and said, hey, we need something, anything, somebody, please, God. Just, I don't care what it costs you, buy something. And so somebody internally at Sony went, what if we bought the Evo fighting game tournament. <coughs> and so they did. So just this week, Sony Interactive Entertainment decided to step out and uh, buy Evolution Championship Series, um, which of course is like the premier fighting game tournament of the world, basically, and has been for a uh, a hot minute. Uh, this has a couple of ramifications, of course, but the the first thing that I was trying to th- come up with in my mind was like with any with any purchase is how does this benefit sony what do, what does Sony get out of buying evo because you know evo does well I don't think evo is a is particularly a money generator in that it's not printing it's not it's not printing money in the way that some other uh acquisitions would would possibly you know lead to so I'm not a hundred percent sure what where they're they're going with this of course fighting games are incredibly popular on the PlayStation. Arguably, outside of Smash Brothers, fighting games are... Like, you might as well call it, like, the home of fighting games is the PlayStation console, and has been for a long time. Um, And tournament organizers, not just for Evo, but in general, use consoles primarily for for these tournaments, and and, uh, uh, obviously Sony consoles predominantly uh, in a lot of cases... But that, those two things don't necessarily mean that it's like a, a a value add. So I don't know what it is they're trying to do, other than just divest themselves into eSports. That's it. But to what degree, I don't know. Like, are they going to step in and start playing Puppet Master with Evo, which has already been kind of like operating on its own for so long that it would be weird for Sony to come in and try and, and mix things up? Or are they just buying it to let them sit and do their thing and just own them for the sake of owning them? I have no idea. Do you have any idea as to what the hell you think Sony
1: would buy Evo for at this point in the game? I I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe they're planning on expanding Evo and in, in, in not just fighting games, mm. you know, introducing something else to it. It's the only thing I can really think of. It's either that or it's one of these cases of, like, companies being out of touch with what is hot and what isn't like, sometimes companies will like dump a bunch of money into something because some executive said, Hey, we should go into this and the guys up top or the gals up top are like, yeah, you're the expert, right? Yeah. Th- we've, that seems We've like a got great two idea.
0: weeks before the end of the fiscal year. What can we yeah. do?
1: Yeah. So it's like, let's just go buy Evo. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, beyond that, so beyond that, the ramifications are biggest for the Smash community, because Evo was like the one really major sanctioned uh, fighting game tournament uh, in which Smash took part in. Most other Smash is more or less, I guess, no matter the size, you would consider them more of a grassroots type situation, right? Uh, And so with that having now gone into Sony's hands... Of course, Nintendo made a statement uh, whereby they said, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Smash Bros. tournament activity. That's a really nice way of saying Smash Bros. is probably not ever going to be at another Evo event (laughs) in the future. Um, so, uh, and, and the, the unfortunate thing about that is that if you take Evo out of the, out of the, uh, out of the loop there, Nintendo hasn't really given a fuck about any competitive anything. Uh, smash has been like the, uh, the community has had to coerce every last little tiny half step that Nintendo has ever produced for the fighting game community in that regard, for tournaments and and even allowing tournaments to happen sometimes. Like, Nintendo just doesn't want anything to do with this, I think, in general. So, uh, them saying that they're going to, you know, look into other opportunities for future online and offline tournaments doesn't really bode all that well, and I think that Smash is going to have to be almost 100% run, grassroots, smaller tournament, and just stick to that until another... Uh, somehow another opportunity comes up. Whatever it is, it's not going to be Evo anymore, uh, and we'll have to wait and see just how just how hands on Sony gets with their uh, with their new acquisition. But a very strange a very strange buy, especially if you take into consideration how esports has been in the last like six months. Uh, esports is not in a good place right now. No, uh, everyone is being
1: fired or let go or laid off or whatever you want to call it which is even scarier considering you would think at a time like now it would be more popular than ever before at least for like, online stuff right like obviously yeah. in person can't but well, of course but i mean like let's let's be real here you can hold it's video games in 2021 yeah like <laughs> you don't you don't need an exhibition like you don't need to go to a, con- a convention yeah to to hold an event everything Hmm. is digital like everything all the games we play are digital so you know i i would have thought like streaming in general has gotten much bigger and viewership and stuff has gotten much bigger so you would think just naturally esports would just get bigger and it's been the opposite um it's kind of a it's weird Um, I don't know if people just kind of laid down and died and was like, yeah, it's the whole world is coming to an end now. And we just don't want to do any events, but it seems like even the events that happened online, they seem to have done pretty well. A lot of people are tuning into them. Um, I don't, I don't know the ratings. I don't know. I can't compare, but just that there's so many more people watching, you would think everything would be bigger. You'd think league would be bigger. CSGO would be bigger. Uh, PUBG would be bigger. uh, Everything would be bigger. And in reality, it feels as though, and I'm saying this from perspective, I don't actually know. Uh, Maybe some of those games are bigger in 2020 uh, or 2020 and 2021. But from the looks of it, it seems like things are kind of leveling out and more so dying out, Um, which is weird. Uh, Well, I think some of the hurdle is is that is that other than
0: some of the, other than the already premier events, like, or, or games, like, let's say League of Legends and Dota and, like, CSGO and, and whatnot, uh, and even some, even then, to a degree, um, some of these tournaments really struggle to even drive huge numbers for online events, or not even, not not even online events, but just viewership online. So, uh, I know that there's been a lot of talk recently about how some events that say, um, they allowed certain people to restream. Uh As almost, as almost, you know how reaction YouTube is blown up as being this fucking huge thing. Yeah. Well, somebody, somebody figured out that um there's a huge portion of people that might not watch the broadcast like normally, but if a streamer they really like is rebroadcasting it and talking over they'll it, They'll watch it. They'll yeah. fucking watch the thing. Of course. So, yep. so Shroud and other, and, and other esports centric major players have been uh, boosting the numbers of viewership by doing just that. And they're getting paid to do that, And they're too. getting, beca- oh, and they're they getting should. paid huge money. And they yeah. should, because they're yeah. bringing 50,000 people plus concurrently. Yep. That's, that's yep. not just 50,000. If you have 50,000 concurrent, that means over the span of like eight hours, you're probably looking at closer to a quarter of a million fucking people or oh, more. Probably
1: even more. Yeah. So,
0: so you know, that's a huge draw that you're not getting in your main broadcast and it's because they like the personality and they're interested in their thoughts on what's happening and they're willing to watch if that is going on and so if you can if you can go to shroud and say we'll pay you you know x number of dollars uh for the time that you're restreaming and talking about this for you know your your time then great and and i mean there there are going to be times where there are Um, advertisements and stuff in their broadcast that are still going to get to eyeballs. They can still pitch that dollar amount to their advertisers. It's not changing. All they have to do is make sure when they make the contract, whatever with Shroud, that they say that you can't just cut away every time there's a fucking advertisement. Yeah, Yeah. it's a sponsorship.
1: Yeah, it's a straight up sponsorship. That's what it is. So I mean, doing a lot of this, you're seeing that with football. Like your streamers are getting paid to watch fucking football on Twitch. Yes. Um, just like just some weird. Weird things where they're, like, realizing that um, watching somebody watch content there's is value. sometimes more, it's like,
0: more entertaining than the
1: actual content itself.
0: Well, think about just as a funny segue, well, not a segue, but a funny comparison point where in the past we talked about how we're, we both got roped in hard to the 90-day fiancé fucking mm. thing. They have mm. an entire fucking secondary series where it's past 90-day fiancé couples Watching and reacting to the current season of Ninety oh Day Fiance God. that you've already watched, but yeah. you still watch anyway because yeah. you're watching them react to this the the same shit, and you want to think, well, what what did they think when they saw the crazy shit that you uh, that you saw, right? Yeah. Like there is an enormous amount of value. Obviously, if reactionary YouTube is as big as it is, there's enormous value in that. As hard as it is for a a standard you know, who is, who isn't involved in the entertainment industry to even understand why that would be entertaining. It doesn't matter. All you need to know is there's value in it and just use it. So I think that, um, I think that if anything, that's the biggest core driver for any smaller tournament that can make use of restreaming with popular personalities that's going to be the, the route to go. Because if we're going to be doing these online things, the fighting game community is probably not going to want to do too much of it because they, they'll be like, oh, the netcode sucks. Usually because it does. Or latency is just straight up a problem. You know, you got p- one player on one side of the country and one player in, like, Europe. You're not going to want, yeah, that's not going to play out so well. You know, when you're talking yeah. about fighting games needing every frame, yeah. um, it's not going to work out so well. But other games, it's not as big of a deal. Uh, and yeah, that makes you know, the, you know, that will play into it some, but otherwise, yeah, I agree. You would think that in 2020, something should have been a bit bigger, something should have been a bit bigger than they ended up being. Um, and you know, uh, and coincidentally, I was reading a Twitter, not to make this topic too long, but uh, I was reading a Twitter post, uh, about, I can't remember what, I, I wish I remember which game it was. I don't know if it was Valorant or CS:GO or something, but it was um it was de- it was definitely team-based and it was people discussing the fact that um oh, fuck, what was it? Uh people discussing that several players and like uh, a couple of coaching staff had caught COVID in transit to do this in-person event that they that they wanted to try and run it was overseas somewhere it might have been in singapore that might be a clue as to what game it was it might even be league i don't i don't know uh but no probably wasn't league but um then there was this discourse around why are you doing an in-person event during covid where you have to ship entire teams overseas to another country either risking bringing the infection with you to the host country or picking up the infection in that country, and bring it home, or vice versa, for a video game tournament that you guys went out of your way to make, and people appreciate that, but why not just put that effort into doing an online event, if you're really so hellbent on continuing to have this content, uh, and that just seems to be a friction point, I don't know, obviously it's, it's got to be harder to do online events than it seems, from the outside, that's can't the be, only thing I can think of. Are. Can't be harder than
1: doing live events. Well, uh, not
0: Seriously. that I, not that I could come <laughs> yeah. up with. I mean, uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, ultimately, we'll see what Sony does with their acquisition. But for now, it just seems like they're uh, they're just buying because they can. And it's close to the end of the fiscal year. That's pretty much all I can come up with. Uh, Discord. Speaking of buying, Discord has been. I'm sure you saw this on Twitter a few times. Uh, Discord has been out shopping around for a buyer. They've been uh, they've been on the corners. They've been working the corners, looking for a buyer as hard as they possibly can. We already knew this was coming because of all the moves that they've been doing in the last year or so in regards to their partnership deals, clawing back what kind of you know you know adding adding benchmarks to partnership uh, contracts for what you need to be a partner, clamping down on the types of content within the Discord communities, et cetera. Et cetera. They're trying to make themselves as purchasable as humanly possible. Uh, and uh, and and trying to drive their revenue up because Discord's biggest problem right now is that like many startups, despite being absolutely massive, they're not profitable. They're still not profitable. They're big enough and they have a lot of value, so that they're still garnering huge amounts of investment uh, quarterly and sometimes more. But they're not on their own generating enough money um, to to really be above board. So they've been making moves to try and make that happen. The biggest Rumor is that Microsoft is looking to step in and buy Discord, which scares the hell out of a lot of people because Microsoft does not have a great track record of buying out, uh, uh, buying out or taking over any messaging platform and
1: not doing anything but kill it. Uh, I actually think I actually think it's a good buy for them. I think it's a great buy for Microsoft. They can they can remove this stupid bullshit Microsoft Store and implement it through Discord, where they already have like a store to begin with. Mm. Um, you know, everybody already uses it. Everybody's used to connecting extensions and whatnot to their Discord. Um, I think if there's a company out there to buy Discord that actually makes sense, I think Microsoft is the company. Honestly,
0: well, I, I, I'm um, it's not to say that it would be. A bad buy for Microsoft. It's the people, people, the users are a little scared because of after what Microsoft did when they bought Skype. Skype used to be at least usable. Skype is a fucking shit show. It has been for years now. I mean, from from being difficult to use, unresponsive, a massive security hole for a really long period of time, uh, invasive garbage. Uh also they they dicked on MSN Messenger back in the day. They bought out and, and, and drove Mixer into the ground recently. Um, they do have a bit of a track record of, of mismanaging some purchases. Discord is so big and well-managed right now that I would be shocked that if Microsoft bought them, they would do any hands-on at all, other than some very minor shit. Um, they might, they, the most that they might do is give them a timeline, I can imagine, to become profitable. And if they can't become profitable on their own, they'll step in and they'll say, all right, we'll make the decisions um, now to see if we can pull the numbers up. But, uh, the current estimated value of that deal is $10 billion, which is a few dollars. Um, and that seems like a lot of money, given the fact that I believe their, uh, 2020 revenue was $143 million. So that's a huge valuation for $143 million, considering that 143 does not bring them into the profitable territory. So, why are they so valuable? Well, it's because it's a massive information hub. Huge. And it gets companies closer, whoever buys them, closer to their user base. Uh, in the form of text and voice. Uh, and the... I can't even fathom the amount of mineable data Discord generates on a daily basis for, uh, for any number of companies. So, um... You know, and at, and at the moment... Who's competing with Discord? Skype? <laughs> Zoom? That's about it. Yeah, like there's not... And those are like more specific to the video functionality, right? Um, yep. More than anything. So, yeah, there, there's not a lot of competition. Um, and so that bolsters it as well. And I also think there's, there's something to be said about the fact that um, the gaming industry is getting a lot of attention in general... Roblox just went IPO and hit like what forty some billion dollars in in value, Um, Mm -hmm. and and that's a game that if you're not part of that community, nobody thinks about Roblox, and like any like outside it's a very very children oriented even more so than Minecraft ever was, and nobody thinks about fucking Roblox. Roblox is huge, and it's not just the game. That's the craziest thing. Like if you go down the Roblox rabbit hole. There is so much going on with that property that you wouldn't even know. So, I mean, it's, uh, I think it has a little bit to do with that uh, as well. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if it was Microsoft. I don't know, do you have any other ideas who would even want to buy Discord right now other than maybe Microsoft? Mm. Like, who in the market's got $10 billion sitting around that wants to buy out a company that, yes, has... Has promise but isn't profitable right now.
1: You're buying yeah, an unprofitable know. company for ten billion dollars. Yeah, Mike, Microsoft just seems like the just seems like the no brainer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I can't I can't think of anyone uh, anyone else. Uh, I mean, yeah,
1: and at the, at this point, the the only other company I could see that could potentially buy them out would be like Twitch. Hmm. That's. Oh, yeah. That's a lot you know, of money for Twitch, though. Twitch has got but, money, but $10 billion is a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. But it's Amazon, right?
0: And yeah. so. So Amazon buy, not not Twitch by themselves, but Amazon buying it to integrate yeah, Amazon, with Yeah. Because Twitch. then
1: they can incorporate, you know, buying and selling and stuff on Discord, Marketplace. They could, I mean, they could do a lot. Um, not only that, is chat actually works there. So, like, they could they could implement something with Twitch streams to like the chat. You can also maybe put it in through your Discord. Mm. Um, I I don't know. Um, I I have no, no idea. But I I think I think Amazon or or Microsoft are just really the two only juggernauts that it would make sense mm. where they could actually turn a profit if they wanted to. Yeah. Damn the only, knows. like,
0: the, uh, there's no competition for it. The only one that every, that that people within the, the streaming sphere talk about right now is, what is it called, Gilded, or whatever. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's called Gilded, anyway. Uh And, and you know, they basically, their whole pitch is their gaming-focused. And, and it's the classic, we're not going to be the ones that sell out pitch that every fucking person ever does. And yeah. then... They inevitably sell out sell because out. that's yeah. the entire purpose yes. of building these companies. Yeah. Um, because unless you are a mad, like a serious mad lad or mad lass, and you think you're going to be able to ride one of these companies into profitability. Yeah. You, you build it. You find to a major it. company to, to buy it and then let the major company worry about making it profitable. And then you bank your cash. That's yep. what you do. If you, otherwise, you are... I mean, people will pat you on the back, but you're unlikely to be successful. Um, so, yeah, bit a bit of a hurdle there. So there you go. We'll wait and see what comes out of that. Um, we are coming up like we were talking about with Sony at the end of the fiscal year. So, you know, this is like, uh, you know, this is this is like the trade deadline for the NBA today. We're coming up on it. Will people buy before the fiscal year end or are we going to be pushed into uh, into 2021? We're waiting and find out. Uh, Sony set on shutting down the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita online stores in July and August. There's a couple of dates for those, uh, for, for the three of them. Uh, there are a number of games, of course, that are only available still on those platforms. So only available on PS3, only available on the PSP or PS Vita. And the moment that those storefronts go down, uh, of course you won't have access to them, but more importantly... Um, there are some of those games that won't be able to sync with the clock like the the game like the the system clock won't be able to sync for those games and so even if you were to buy them like now like a lot of people were saw like saw the news and then they they've went uh booted up their PS3s or whatever and started buying the games up so that they'd still have access to them in the long term and uh but the thing is is that if the if the system clock can't sync those games aren't going to be playable either <laughs> anyway. So, um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a, of a shitty situation, of course, because many of these games haven't been made available anywhere else, like we were saying, so not on the PS4, not on the PS5. Of course, the goal for many of these games, I'm sure, would be re-release uh, in some capacity, because PlayStation hasn't done what Microsoft has been doing in terms of the backwards compatibility with a lot of these games. They just haven't gone down that road. And the more unfortunate thing is that, of course emulating that g- that generation of console is not in a good place right now. It's really hard to fucking emulate a PlayStation 3. It takes some grunt to be able to software emulate a fucking PlayStation 3. I mean, think about how hard it was to, it, to emulate, like, a Nintendo 64 for the longest time. And still some games struggle, let alone trying to emulate a PS3. So, um... So yeah, that that's a, a bit of an un, uh, unfortunate. It was inevitable, obviously. It wasn't they weren't going to run the fucking online stores until the end of time, but uh, an unfortunate development for those who uh, who uh, are in that uh, that ecosystem. You know, there's a fair amount of people using PS3s, for example, as their backwards compatibility thing because the PS3, especially the fat PS3, which you have, Mister Black, can go backwards all the way to PS1, um, which is the one of the still one of the greatest values in console fucking history was the fact that it could reach back that far. Uh, and so this just unfortunately locks out a bit of the uh, uh, of the uh, the usability there. To I degree. think people will survive,
1: man. I'm sure people will survive. It's, it's just PlayStation 3. They'll survive. PSP and mm. fucking Vita. The amount of people suffering from this change is about four and a half. Well, especially the Vita. It's about. It's literally the Vita might be the, the Vita might be less than four and a half. Um, it, there, okay, there might be ten collectively <laughs> wrote all three systems. Where people are like, "Oh, shocks, man! That my PlayStation Three <laughs> store is no longer available in 2021." I think Blue it's uh... fucking. Who?
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's less about buying new games and more about the people just hoping that the games they've already bought and aren't available anywhere else are still playable. If that was still a thing, I don't think I don't think you know, I people mean, would be too worried God, about it. I
1: mean, let's keep it real, man. the The games that you bought from fucking back in God knows 15, 14, 15 years ago. Mm. I mean, how many people are running back and playing their games? Like, holy shit! Like,
0: I mean, uh, some of it is just the thought that you've bought it. Right? And you want to have access to it. It's the idea. Physical games, you don't have that issue. Right? The Physical games, you own them, you have the system, as long as the system runs, yeah. you plug in one of the, for example, 410,000 games you currently have behind you into a console, and you can play it. Are you going to pull out Super Punch-Out! and play it five days a week? No. But if you wake up one day and say, I want to play some Super Punch-Out!, you can go downstairs, pull that bitch off a shelf, plug it into a console, and play and get your ass kicked by Glassjaw Joe or whatever the fuck, and then take it out of the console and not play it again for another five years. But you don't, you know, you don't have that that uh, option with the, you know, that's always been the, like, the far out into the future concerns for people who like collecting that in which they buy, uh, is that with digital purchases, of course, you, you really are only licensing the, the property. You're not actually purchasing something that you can use ultra long term. Uh for the 95 plus percent of, of gamers oh, 99. Obviously not a problem. 99. People will play and beat a game and as long as it's available for like five fucking years and they've gone back and played it a couple of times, That's the it. odds of them going back and playing, you know, a game that they had on let's say the in the future this is Xbox Game Pass, right? And some games don't stay there forever, let's say. And they're taken down, you don't have access to them anymore. Um you know, or, or the PlayStation Now service, or something along those lines. Nobody is going to likely fucking cry over it, but no. it's 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 the it's 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 the transitional period uh, where where you know not everything is available on services yet, and there's no other place to find them. That that you know, yes, very small uh, a group of people, but still a uh, you know a thing. You know, that's in like like Bryson saying in chat, it's everyone's like nightmare fuel for Steam like they have this massive fucking library god knows how much money people dump into steam on a yearly basis and then their biggest fear is like oh shit one day steam could just pull the plug one day or games could just be taken off of steam at any given time uh they have been in the past they they, uh, it's not uncommon um it's just one of those things with digital stuff that you know uh, and why people for example this is still in my opinion not just because of blu-ray playback why the ps5 version with a disc player is still more popular then the digital only version is people still want to have physical games so that they, they feel like they literally own said, uh, said physical game. But yeah, there you go. So you got until the summer. Um, I've, I looked around and uh, the modders and emulation community are already working on the clock syncing workaround. So at least if you still own the games, you'll be able to have a workaround to still play them um, if you so wish and they have uh they have some time to figure that out. Uh if there's one thing that we know about the internet, it's undefeated. So I'm sure they'll figure something out before it uh before it all goes down. Uh Akumi Nakamura, uh, Nakamura, sorry. Uh the Ghostwire Tokyo E3 presenter uh that took over the entire uh, entirety of social media uh because everyone thought she was adorable. Do you remember this girl? The one that was I like do. the spooky, the spooky. I do. All right. So uh, three months after that presentation, she left the company that she did the presentation for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she did so because she said that the working environment there was literally, it, it had become detrimental to her health. The working hours were, were a little, uh, a little over, uh, overbearing and, uh, people in general, not just her, but people in general were, were not healthy, not happy. She said, she you know, in the past, in, in other working environments, she's witnessed in Japan, where developers are literally just sleeping under their desk and then waking up and going back to <laughs> going back to work um and so you know she took a look at that and said you know she got into games she didn't get into games because you know she got into games cuz she she loves games she didn't get into games so that she'd want to fucking yeet herself off of a a rooftop somewhere because she's been working for 120 straight hours and sleeping under her desk at work so um with all of her fame that came from that one presentation and she blew up fucking like crazy with that. Uh, she decided let's take the opportunity. So she 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 left and she just announced recently that she is opening up her own um her own independent game development studio, uh, where they will be working on some games there. And she said she she wanted to do that so that she could at least have control over her working life. Whereas before she didn't and it was just being unhealthy. So um, Really yeah.
1: Because you're going to open up your own gaming studio. Yes. I think the you're not going to be as busy as still, you were as an employee. She's still going to be crazy busy.
0: I think the difference is
1: infinitely more busy. I
0: think with the difference.
1: More yes. I think yeah.
0: the difference for people is that just like you and I or any entrepreneur, you value control more than you value the fact that you're going to be working long hours. Like, you can work, like, if you if you took me out of this job, where I can work 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever, in a day, and you plugged me into my job that I was in when we were first starting Lag TV and told me to go work 12 or 14 hours there, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. But in this job, because I have ultimate control over it, and I have more enjoyment out of it, and I'm my own boss, yes, the hours are long, but the trade-off is that you have actual ultimate control there. And that's a massive determining factor as to uh, what, people's work, what people's work impact on their, their mental well-being can be, uh, for sure. Either way, she'll be a very busy fucking lady, obviously. When she left, she was blown up. Her LinkedIn profile went bonkers. She had so many offers, and she still chose to open up this, uh, this new company. So uh, uh, all the best in that regard. I'm sure, given her history... It'll be horror-based in some way, shape, or form. Uh, she was with that company for almost a decade, working on uh, pretty much exclusively, I mean, it was Shinji Mikami, so it was exclusively horror games, like um, uh, The Evil Within 1 and 2, and then, of course, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, and, uh, and so I'm sure that will continue to be uh, the route that they, uh, that they take. But yeah, we'll wait and, and see what else uh, comes out for her. All All the best. She seemed like a great person. Uh, and lots of people were behind her, so maybe that produces something good. Or maybe she gets work
1: burnout and, and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, or maybe she has to force to make all of her workers work 12, 15 hours a day in order to hit certain deadlines, and it'll, it'll be a full circle. Well,
0: as we, as we know, at least, she didn't do it because she felt other people were, were you know, she didn't feel for other people, she did it for herself. If, if other people don't give a fuck about working long hours and they just want to do it, that's on them. Or they can do what she did and go start own, their own their own company, and the cycle continues as we've seen all throughout the last two years. Uh, Nier Automata has been getting review bombed on Steam recently as players are frustrated that their version is now woefully behind the recently released uh, Windows and Xbox version uh, that was that's called Become As Gods. Uh, basically it's all sorts of the DLC content and they also gave it a patch for like 4k and HDR and all the bells and whistles and then a ton of bug fixes. And the Steam users are sitting there going, hold up. Why do we have literally none of this? <laughs> why we got, like we, they, they're, they they're asking specifically, of course, the content's one thing, but they're, they're asking specifically, of course, why they can't at least get bug fixes. Square Enix hasn't said anything about updating the steam release whatsoever uh and they've been sitting around and and not particularly happy and so of course like uh every other thing in in uh, this day and age the only way to get attention of gaming companies is to bomb them on social media and bomb the fuck out of their games review wise on every platform available just to get attention i do find it particularly strange that they didn't like in the release say that the steam version is going to get like the patches for bug fixes and uh, at the very least, and, you know, the 4K thing is, is whatever, but at least the fucking bug fixes, like, goddamn, that's, that's savage, if you're out here releasing like this crazy, full-fledged version on Xbox and, and Microsoft Store, and Steam's been sitting there since 2017, and you're not gonna put out the bug fixes, that's some savagery, uh, to, uh, to say the least, either way, there you go, for those who give a fuck about that game, godspeed. Game Pass, though, pretty sure it's on Game Pass, so. Go play it there. Uh, Microsoft is rebranding Xbox Live, Mr. Black. After, what, my God, 17, 18 years, whatever the fuck it's been, uh, since Xbox Live's uh, inception, they're rebranding it to the Xbox Network. Presumably, to better describe the multiple functions that it serves now instead of just being the thing that you go on and play Unreal Tournament with. Uh so there you go. The the it's been popping up on the beta testing uh platforms for those who are in those programs uh, in the uh uh in the branding, no longer Xbox Live, Xbox Network. Uh means absolutely nothing in terms of functionality, of course, just a name change. Uh and uh also in relation to that, Xbox Live at least we talked about how they are going to make stuff like Fortnite and whatnot free-to-play for multiplayer now, whereas in the past, um, you still needed to have Xbox Live Gold. So that's still being rolled out, and they're also going to make the Xbox, uh, live, uh, Xbox chat, party chat system or whatever, also free, so that you can use those two things in conjunction uh, without having to pay anything. That's going to also be rolled out here in the not-too-distant. Uh, and to go along with that, some interesting info from Game Pass came out. We have a little bit of an idea of uh what the average Game Pass user is like and what Game Pass has been doing for these these players so uh some stats here. members of Game Pass spend twenty percent more money on gaming overall, which is an interesting stat by itself that uh you got you're you're paying monthly for the service, obviously. Uh, that's saving you a fair amount of money in buying each and every single game, uh, that you might be playing otherwise, and so perhaps you're now spending more on in-game purchases, etc., etc., because of that money saving, uh, and so that's, uh, that's, but that's substantial, like 20% is a fucking boost. Uh, also, 20% more time playing games in general, for those on Game Pass. 30% more genres um, are played. Uh, oh, no, sorry. 20% more time playing games, uh, 30% playing more, yeah, more genre, uh, more games in general. So there's like three stats that are very similar here. So 20% more time playing, 30% more games, 40% more genres. So they're playing a bigger variety of games and a greater number of games, and spend, twenty. like I said, 20% more money on gaming overall. The last total tally of users for the service was back in January, uh And it came in at eighteen million users in January. I suspect that number has gone up pretty substantially uh since January, especially given that the Bethesda acquisition has happened since then and the release of all those Bethesda games, et cetera et cetera, have happened since then so they're probably north of twenty million uh users at this point in the system so that's very interesting. I think the most interesting stat is that it's twenty percent more money spent on games overall um that's gonna be a, I mean, that's the stat that, that Microsoft's going to pitch to developers, right? Like, that's the one that Microsoft takes to a developer and says, Hey, you want your game to come out on Game Pass. This is why. Yeah, they're not necessarily buying your game outright, and we're going to give you some money for that to have the game on the, on the system uh, or the service to begin with. But here's this other thing. They also spend 20% more in general. So if your game has microtransactions or anything like that you can look forward to having this boosted income likely come through your uh come through your game if it's on game pass so very intriguing stats system or oh, the, the service is still quite new but 18 million users is nothing to sneeze at uh and uh i'm i can't wait for the next update on the number of users I suspect we're probably going to hear about it in towards the summer, when all the news comes out. Uh, or they're sitting there waiting for the 25 million mark. And then they're going to come out and be like, Hey, we just crossed 25 million users on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, whichever comes first, summer or that, is my, is my guess as to when we're probably going to hear uh, some more about that. Uh, other than that, we also had some news, Mr. Black, from Halo Infinite, that it might indeed come out. At the end of this year, rumored to be I believe it was the november twenty first or twenty third or some shit uh of this year. I don't know about you, but I'm what the French would call skeptical as to whether or not that's actually going to launch at the end of this year what do you, do you think the Halo Infinite oh. is hitting this year target
1: oh. <laughs> no it's not not even Dude, not- is, that, is, any, is anything coming out on time? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, it's already technically missed yeah, three I mean,
1: windows now. So is this it's, finally? It's just, it's just bullshit news. Just keep Halo Infinite news. That, that's just about it. Nobody cares. The game, the game, isn't coming out this year. I guarantee it. I'll put money on it. <laughs> it coming out this year. <laughs> you gonna and put some of does, your crazy time earnings on the on yeah, the on the bet? If it does, it is going to be a hot fucking mess hot mess super hot mess and the reason why i don't think it's going to come out because they can't afford it to be a hot mess they can't afford this one so they're gonna have to wait until it's done they can't cyberpunk it be like oh we've delayed too many times we got to get this game out you better delay it up until it's ready and good very good like not even okay it's got to be like great i don't even know if great Is acceptable at this point. It's gotta be. It's gotta be like. It's gotta transcend (laughs) your 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 Halo experience to another level. It's almost got to not even feel like Halo anymore. Yeah, but yet it feels like Halo. Like it's gotta be just something that's going holy shit. Because even Halo at its best, out now, ain't cutting it. It ain't cutting it. I'm sorry. No, the the whole like I just need the Halo two Halo three experience again. That ain't cutting it. You come out with the perfect playing Halo from back in the day, it ain't cutting it. It's over. They need to come out with a whole new experience.
0: Godspeed. It's the classic reinvent the wheel, but still make it feel like the original fucking experience. Yep. Because the original experience on on its own, like you said, is not going to fucking fly. People are no. not looking for that today. No. At least not enough people to justify the 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 size of this project, I guess, is the is the more specific you know if halo comes out it's going to sell you know 7 to 10 million copies right of course by default but that's but not enough needed, copies they they, they need 20 to, to 30
1: double that yeah like they need to <laughs> double that in order for it to be a success yeah because we're they're at the point now of no return like they don't they don't need a, a base hit now they need a grand slam hmm so that they can continue this fucking this franchise for the for the cycle of this of this console generation and if this comes out and it's half ass or if it's a garbage game or whatever it's over man the franchise is done it's like mass effect they come out they come up with the next mass effect and it isn't it doesn't it's their last shot. it's their last shot they need it they need it's a new generation they they need to make the make the turn it around And uh, they they need this to be Mass Effect or they need this to be Halo, but they need it to not be Halo or Mass Effect. This needs to be like another thing. Um, And that's scary because they also got to walk that fine line where people are still expecting Halo or Mass Effect. So you need to like you you, you need you, you need to fulfill something, but you also need to give people what they didn't know they wanted. That's the thing. But while still giving them what they wanted. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very very tough that but that's the position they put themselves in by making shitty games. Yeah. If they if they didn't make shitty games, right? They could just do the Call of Duty thing where they come out with a new Call of Duty every year and it's just like it's okay, it's another Call of Duty and w- great, but they've used up those lifelines now. They got none left. They are playing who wants to be a Mil- millionaire? They got no lifelines. They can't phone a friend. They 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 can't do a 50-50. They they need to know the answer when it's coming in hot. They have to have the answer, bro. It's it's I
0: don't I I I don't envy their position. I feel for the developers trying to fucking pull this off. Um, corporate really fucked them in the ass hard on this one, big time. And and you hate to see it because, like you said, and I agree. It's one. Those are the best two examples. Uh, and they're and it's funny because they're both Microsoft products. Um, uh, in general, or traditionally, Mass Effect and Halo, and they both they both need to be home runs, like actual smash hits. It's like when when Mass Effect Andromeda was handed off to a B team, and you're thinking sitting back, a hold up. You're giving one of the most lucrative and beloved franchises in video game history off to a B team to make the next game, and then you expect it to go well. Yeah, Mm, after you fucked
1: up Dragon Age, it was like watching. um, uh, And we'll talk about this in the movie segment, but it was like it was it was like watching um, Dumb and Dumber. It was like uh, the original Dumb and Dumber, right, Mm. with Jim Carrey, and then you had like Dumber and Dumberer which didn't have Jim Carrey. They had people <laughs> acting like Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. And they yes. had, like, the B and C team take over a franchise that was an absolute fucking gigantic juggernaut. Yes. And they fucked it dry. And now people people will just want to forget, or they want the old thing back. But also, if you give a new one, which they're we're actually making another Ace Ventura. But, yes, um, yeah. But, for example, coming to America, right? Uh coming to America, they tried to give us what we had back in the day. They couldn't even do that. And the movie ended up, in my opinion, is it's a hot, hot fucking steam and pile of dog shit. But it's uh it's one of those things where so much time has passed, things have evolved. Gaming has evolved. Humor and the things that were hot 15 years ago, 30 years ago, it's just not it anymore. We we want nostalgia, but we want new experience. And the, the thing is, is people are used to the, the new, the quality of life improvements that we've had over the years in gaming. And so when you actually get the old again, even though it says that it's what you wanted, it's what you thought you wanted. And then when you get it, you're like, ah, this, you know, you almost got to pretend like you're really having a good time, even though you're really not. Nostalgia is a fucking
0: fickle beast, bro. Because nostalgia either makes you a shitload of money, Yep. Or it fucking kills you, yep. and you never know which of those two things you're gonna get until you release the shit to the masses, yep. because sometimes, like you said, people think that they want it, and then when you give it to them, they're like, you know what? Uh, I didn't be- really want this. No. Uh, and it just backfires like crazy. Um, yep. you know that's yeah, it's a it's a hell of a drug. Godspeed, Microsoft. You're gonna God- need it. God fucking speed!
1: Not come out this year. It's not coming out in 2021.
0: Speaking of probably not coming out in 2021, also rumored to be uh, releasing later this year in the same probably window of time, roughly. And why I think at the very least one of these two games definitely won't be coming out. Uh, Bethesda's Starfield is supposed to be coming out the holiday season. Can you imagine? No. If the the far flung reality of, of, I mean, okay, so ignoring the likelihood of the, this, of either game making that window, ignoring that likelihood, Microsoft could definitely use by the end of this year, a really fucking strong holiday season because they just don't have any games. They have game pass and they're making money hand over fist with game pass, but they're not, they're not, they don't have a lot of games to back that up that aren't just pre-existing fucking titles. That's only going to carry them
1: for so long. And yeah. then eventually if people aren't getting new games to it, it's what Disney a- Plus did, right? It's like Disney Plus. You launch Disney Plus, it's a whole bunch of old content, right? And that'll last you for so long. They ran that for about a year and then started putting out the Mandalorian, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. They have some other movies. They got Hamilton that went on there. They have different, and now it's given people reason to resubscribe and stay and watch. Mm. If they would have just kept that same content going, it's it's bad news bears. It's like what we talked last time last week. So with the Game Pass, you can the Game Pass is incredible, and it's a perfect it, it's it's the perfect foundation to keep people engaged. But they still need first person titles, first party titles. If they don't have them, they're gonna they're gonna be in trouble. Like they they have a window, and fortunately, the Game Pass is so value that the window right now is wide open. But there will come a time where the window is gonna start closing, especially when Sony is buying up more shit, have a bunch of first party titles, they are selling a lot more consoles, they don't have the Game Pass, but they've got the titles, and unfortunately, I don't care how you spin it. Um, it's only going to take you so long. So, yeah, you're right. They need titles. They need these games to come out. Problem is, they're fucking everything up. They, they, and, and COVID ain't helping. It's already already taken what they're, they're already fucking up like crazy. You throw COVID in the middle. How can they do it right? I mean, look what Cyberpunk did, man. What a colossal failure that was.
0: Cyberpunk is still not back on the PlayStation Store for purchase.
1: That's mind-blowing. That's actually <laughs> insane to think about.
0: That's actually insane. There's a doc I didn't put it on the news, but since you brought it up, I'll just briefly mention it. Where the estimated by uh, by uh, by you know an intelligence firm has estimated that the total sales for this entire quarter digitally for that game is like five hundred thousand. Yeah, that's bad. And then the so the trending of it from the f- launch day down is one percent of launch day. But you know, and like, and they compared it to other titles, and it is trending like bottom of the fucking barrel. And no wonder it's still a broken hot mess, and it's not even available
1: on certain fucking storefronts because it got taken down. It's almost like they've given up on it, man. It's like it's it's bad. It's it's bad, dude. It's bad. So So, I mean,
0: I I don't think either of these games. I don't. uh, I mean, maybe they surprise. I think the only way that we know if Starfield's coming out this year or not is. Um, when the the summer of games stuff hits and we are inevitably going to see the first real look at Starfield. We've only had leaked, supposed leaked images of some scant Starfield shit and that is all. Like, this is the most under wraps fucking video game of all fucking time and it's supposed to be this massive Bethesda experience. So, uh, the odds of it being like literally ready to go gold in the next six months to seven months is not great and oh we're gonna have to wait and see what happens in the summer games but halo's thing i mean i don't neither would it be perfect for microsoft if they could both land at the end of the year yes if you were a betting man would you put not your money on ready. that not if
1: they're not ready you don't want these games coming over they're not ready that's also true so
0: <laughs> last prediction do you think that uh, starfield is going to be exclusive to xbox and game pass xbox yes. pc and game pass yeah yes yeah. i agree
1: at the very bare minimum it'll be at least a year it'll be yeah. at least one year exclusively and they'll milk that i mean they almost have to they spent a bajillion dollars on bethesda they have the game pass they're in a competition right now they got no first party titles this is just, you just have to make this play sucks for the fans it forces it forces their 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 hand, but ultimately, you can't blame them. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. Um, they just invested way too much. They have to. Well, I agree. I I think it's also going to be exclusive. Um,
0: I and you know what? Yeah, at least a year. I yeah. was going to say never, but probably a year, at least a year. Yeah, it, it depends on the success, right? Yeah, if they can I, I, if they can churn enough money internally, they'll leave it. And yeah. if they need to expand it, they'll, they'll, they will. they'll expand it, yeah. yeah. Uh, where am I now in this great list of things? Uh, oh, just the last little piece here. Xbox Series X and the Series S are to start receiving the Dolby Vision upgrade. They mentioned that this was going to be eventually uh, hitting the console. Up until now, I think they've just had HDR10 or whatever other standard. Uh, but now Dolby Vision is coming uh, and will be paired, of course, with Atmos support. Um, Dolby Vision is probably the best implementation on average so far that I've seen of HDR. And so that's pretty massive. But what it's what's it's more interesting is less about the fact that it's getting that and more about what that means for television manufacturers. Because for people like LG who have invested heavily in Dolby Vision this is great news for them because now more people buying consoles, especially Xboxes, um, specifically in this case are going to want to pair with a a TV that can do Dolby vision. Uh, and their TVs are the premier Dolby vision TVs. Uh, and in the great war of what, you know, what versions of HDR does our TV support? This is going to be a big push for Dolby vision into the forefront and possibly, One of the first major steps in making it the premier HDR, um, format, if you will, of which there's like, fuck, I don't know, four or five formats right now. So, uh, so that's pretty big. Uh, and I'm sure that any game that you're looking at on an LG in Dolby vision with a decent Atmos system, if you are swimming in that kind of money is going to be fucking sexual. It's going to be a life changing experience. That shit be crazy. If you have a legitimate Atmos setup and a legitimate, like, you have, like, a 70-inch fucking LG OLED with 4K, 120-hertz panel, and Dolby Vision, fuck me right up. That shit would be pretty crazy. So, uh, so there you go. That's coming up. And that's it for games, which means it's time to move on to selling out, Mr. Black. I'll plug the Patreon real quick. Uh, though, patreon.com slash TV, You can support this podcast financially directly just like that get a couple perks along the way most of which involve the upcoming tech support segment where you'll be able to ask us questions each and every week and we will answer as many of those as possible but we also have some spectacular long-standing
1: sponsorships that mr black is about to plug right now we got elgato if you don't already got a stream deck you all gotta get one they also got microphones their wave products uh they've got now sound proofing that you can easily and and very sexy looking, mm. put it on your walls. It's nice, clean, good, high quality, very affordable um, in an industry where it is very expensive. Um, you can also grab your lighting. I'm using my Elgato key light. You know, look look at the difference here. Look, we turn this, we turn this off right here. Look how much darker it is in my room. It's Terrible! we had before it's what but what what's cool about this is it turns bright it uh, the the lighting and then it'll turn on itself and now and then it'll dim and then so what it does is it essentially takes it goes bright it detects how much light it needs to use and then it adjusts Mm. get the uh the proper lighting you got going on um, and of course, you can change the you can change it manually. And stuff, I have. But... I
0: know this is nothing to do with sellout, but I'm just gonna. I, I, they might even already be thinking about this, Mr. Black. Mm. But I'm gonna give Elgato a free idea. Okay? okay. Okay. They get into the webcam market. All right. Mm-hmm. These lights and shit can already be hooked up to Wi-Fi as it is. Mm-hmm. So it's on the network. The camera software, connected to the same thing. The camera software can output the luminosity of what it is currently receiving. And if it's attached to an Elgato light or lights, mm. the lights can adjust to a uh, uh, to reach the appropriate mm. light level and white
1: balance automatically. I like, I like where you're going with that. Might already be a thing. You never know, it might be coming. You never know. Who knows? It's but I future. do know one thing. You need to check out Elgato, link is in the description below. We also got Nord VPN, if you guys don't already have a VPN service www.nordvpn.com slash OTT use the promo code OTT and get yourself 68% off they missed an opportunity with 69 but it's okay we still love them 68% off when you use the promo code OTT you get a bonus month as well and and you stay safe you stay anonymous you stay protected you get to watch different regions of Netflix if you Mm. want By the click of a button, you can watch region block contents. It doesn't even matter if you are in the Great China Firewall. You can still break through it using Nord VPN. Yes, it even works in China. And you can have up to six simultaneous devices on one account at the same time, which means one account per household. You can make it happen and at the price of less than a cup of coffee a month and you get to support the stream and the sponsor, stay safe, watch different content, it's a (laughs) no-brainer. Go out there and spend some damn money on NordVPN. But not a lot of money. Because it's cheap. But effective. But effective. So go out there and make it happen. Like a
0: condom. (laughs) Cheap but effective. There Mm -hmm. it is. That's it. (laughs) That's it and now it's time for Ooh, someone uh somehow at jeopardy decided mr black that a good guest host while they look for a permanent replacement would be dr oz how do you feel can't
1: say i'm a big fan of dr oz <laughs> <laughs> but you know can't say I'm a huge fan of Jeopardy either. So, I mean, whatever makes, whatever makes the demographic happy, I guess. I don't, I don't know.
0: The thing is, I don't think there is a single fucking human that watches Jeopardy that when they sat down and said, man, who would make a good Jeopardy host, temporary or otherwise, that mm. Dr. Fucking Oz was going to make that shortlist. Dr. Oz wasn't on the long list, let alone the short list. Mm. Uh, Dr. Oz is basically the biggest random product shill, uh, uh, weaponizing his doctor status for so fucking long. He has been outed as a a friggin' scam artist so many times, but it doesn't matter because daytime television watchers don't really care, nor do they ever see any of that shit. Why they would ever bring him onto Jeopardy! is beyond me, but... Fucking hey. At least it means that we know he's unlikely to be the permanent replacement of fucking Alex Trebek, which would be the worst timeline to live in. And we're already in a pretty shitty timeline. So and that would be that would be the, the nail in the proverbial coffin. Um uh, just give it to LeVar Burton. Straight and up be, and be be done with it. Just yep. why are we all this why all this theater? Just give it to fucking LeVar Burton. He wants it. Give it give to it the to man. Give it to him. It's not like he's probably going to ask for a trillion dollars. He's making Star Trek money in perpetuity. That man is done and dusted yeah. for money. Just give him a decent paycheck, send him out there, and just get on with it. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake. Um, next up, we got Netflix is back on that Keanu Reeves hype, Mr. Black. Everyone is on the Keanu Reeves hype. Never stop. Seems to be ongoing. Uh, they're developing a live-action film and follow-up anime series based on Keanu Reeves' Berserker, which is an epic saga about an immortal warrior uh, or an immortal warrior's eighty thousand-year fight through the ages. Keanu Reeves will produce and star in the film as well as voice the anime. There you go. You know that's that 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 if it wasn't for the fact that it isn't high fantasy, that's basically the storyline of Lost Odyssey. Time is an immortal warrior that has been a mercenary throughout the ages and cannot die. And all of the 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 struggles and tribulations that come with, um, what everyone thinks would be positives about being able to live forever. It it looks in depth at the endless negatives of outliving everyone that you ever get close to or love, and all the things that you see, and the and and the lack of progress in humanity, etc. That was the entirety of Lost Odyssey. This sounds like that, except with guns and Keanu Reeves. I'm in. I'm in. You sold me. (laughs) Yep. You sold me at Keanu. You sold me. (laughs) I'm in. I'm in extra. Somebody, one of the best jokes I've seen for this so far is that the whole idea of it being about a Warriors 80,000 year fight through the ages. Somebody said, oh, somebody finally decided to do a Keanu Reeves documentary.
1: <laughs> and he doesn't age. <laughs> and he
0: does that, exactly. That's the whole yeah, this the idea. The 80,000 year old Keanu Reeves. Uh, next up, Jamie Foxx is to play Mike Tyson, apparently, in a limited series that is rumored to span the entirety of Mike Tyson's life. Uh, Antoine uh, 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 Fukua Fuqua. I have no idea. Fuqua? Is that it? Yep. Uh, is to direct and, and executive produce, as well as apparently Martin Scorsese to be an executive producer. And I think Tyson and his wife are also executive producers, uh, as well as Jamie. Um, uh, The
1: the list of executive producers is lengthy. This has been, this has been in the works for a long time and I think they may have already filmed it. I think it's done. Didn't Uh, Mike
0: not want this originally to happen? Um, Like when Hulu was trying to put this out and Mike was like not having it, he didn't really
1: feel i'm like not, I'm that not out. really i'm not sure i know that they talked about it before um but now you know mike tyson is in the public eye again he's successful he's doing his thing so much more positive so, public yeah. view
0: of mike tyson recently
1: so yeah we'll see i think originally it was supposed to be a movie but i think now they're turning it into a series because it's 2021 everything's a series also there's a lot to
0: go on there with mike tyson that is true there's a lot of material there so uh i'm in uh, Jamie Foxx is like one of those guys that does character, like a uh, bio character stuff, really well. We already saw him do fucking—I mean, uh, he did Ray, uh, yep. which was an amazing movie, by the way. If you've never seen Ray, that is a movie that I don't think uh, enough people have seen. Um, Jamie is a phenomenal; does a phenomenal job of of impersonating voices and stuff as well. He's just a very talented motherfucker in general, and so I'm sure he'll uh, he'll uh, he'll do that well. He's gonna need some steroids though. Because uh, Mike Tyson is a big motherfucker, uh, so he's gonna need, he's gonna need a, a little bit of the juice uh, to to get him going. Uh, Marvel's Black Widow, Mister Black. We know definitively the answer now to the question we've asked a couple times in this podcast. Marvel's Black Widow will debut on Disney Plus and in theaters simultaneously on July twenty ninth. So no latency between the theater or theatrical release and the. Availability uh, availability on Disney Plus. Rental will be the now standard Mm. $29.99. And there you go. I just have noted here that some cinemas, because I also saw this this week, some cinemas are starting to roll out their reopening plan phases, like the phases in which they plan to try and across the country, supposedly based on how COVID is in certain areas, etc., etc., phase their rollout for reopening. Uh, And so hopefully by the time this movie drops... The phases will be uh, reasonable in a couple of, of uh, places, and they'll be able to get some more money in in uh, the theater release as well. So uh, so there you go. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, after recent news, more, this is more Keanu Reeves-related stuff. After recent news that uh, John Wick screenwriter Derek Kalstead wouldn't be returning for the fourth film, it was announced that John Wick 4 and 5 are also no longer going to be filmed back-to-back. Uh, that was originally the plan. I think we even talked about that on the podcast when it first came out that they were doing the back-to-back. Of course, COVID happened. And uh, kind of put an, uh, an axe in, in, in that real quick. Uh, more or less, I suspect, because Keanu has other, and probably more than just Keanu, have other in, uh, responsibilities and other films. And what would have been a window that they could have dedicated for 4 and 5 back-to-back is uh, closed now because COVID pushing everything back. Uh, but uh, they do plan on starting up the filming for four here in the next few months, and so that's at least going ahead and yeah, and we'll get five whenever we get five it's just yep. not gonna be as soon as it was originally,
1: yeah well from what i from what I was reading um they're not doing it back to back, but their break in between is pretty short, oh is it um, so it's not like a yeah. crazy long it's not like yeah. a full year, is it I don't think so I think it's I Now, I could be either, I could be fucking this information up, so don't hold me to it, but it's either John Wick that I think that there is a month or a little bit between or it's Mission Impossible. Um, All right, because they're also doing back-to-back stuff, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they were, they were planning to, actually, now that I think about it, I think it's Mission Impossible. I think, in fact, I'm almost certain it's Mission Impossible now. They're, they were supposed to film them back-to-back, now they're filming Mission Impossible, or it's filmed. They're doing a break to uh Tom Cruise is doing promotion for Top Gun. Mm. Uh, I think just for one month, maybe one month or two, and then going right back into the next. It's going to be a uh, hell of a promotion cycle. Yeah. Fuck, that dude's going to be on the road
0: 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week for a four straight weeks to cram that kind of promotion period in. Um. Well, there you go. So, is is that, are those two separate, is the Mission Impossible back-to-backs uh, like a part one, part two, or are they two separate movies? No, I think
1: they're two separate movies. Oh, okay. But I'm sure they probably intertwine, like, they continue off each other, I just don't know, I, know, I don't think it's going to be, you know, Mission Impossible part one and then part two, I, I think it's just two different movies. Mm. But they're probably, I suspect they're probably more direct sequels to one another than-
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Than some of the others have been, yeah. Uh, oh, sort of related to this also, Chad uh, Stahelski, the director of the original John Wick. Uh, I, at least I'm pretty sure that's who that is, is to be part of the recently announced and very recently announced Ghost of Tsushima movie. So they announced that there is an actually movie going to be produced for Ghost of Tsushima, very popular video game here in the last year, uh, with uh, apparently enough material and one star. <laughs> It's done samurai I, movies before. I'm in. You had me at Keanu Reeves. Uh I have no idea. Uh probably not. But uh at the very least, you know, uh you know the first John Wick was a pretty fucking good movie. So having John Wick's original director is a good start. Uh for any action movie, especially for something like uh Samurai movie where you know katana fights and whatnot are very choreograph heavy uh and whatnot i'd be super interested to see what john wick's director could do for that kind of a genre of film uh with uh with with that kind of combat i think that'd be super sexy so that would be uh, that'd be fun hopefully it turns out to be good we'll have to wait and see who else is assigned to the project this is super new news so we'll wait and see and, and 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 give you guys what we get when it comes through and lastly, I've got here Pierce... I think this is a phenomenal casting choice. Pierce Brosnan has been announced as joining the Black Adam movie as Dr. Fate. Uh, and so there you go. I'm, I, you know what? Like Keanu Reeves, anything that Pierce Brosnan is in, I'm pretty much there to watch. There you go. I can't help it. I just have a soft spot for Pierce fucking Brosnan. I think he's, I think he's just a, a really fun guy to watch on screen. I was talking about on uh, I Never Got a Chance to See the Rest of the Series... But it was called, I think it was called The Sun or whatever. Um, it was a TV series. I don't remember if it was uh, AMC or HBO or where it was hosted. It's years ago now. But um, when I watched it, it gave me a totally different appreciation for Pierce Brosnan as like an actor. Because most of the movies I've seen him in, you know, they're not exactly acting heavy yeah. roles. And then this, this series, The Sun, was a much more dramatic, yeah,
1: much more. Yeah, I just think Pierce Brosnan is just, he's just kind of got that charismatic movie dude there he's power. one of the you most charismatic yeah, yeah he's so likable that i don't think he's particularly like an amazing actor it's not that he's bad by any means no i don't no. think he's an incredible actor but he does uh, he he he's, goes he's and he does the job yeah he's can't really you don't get mad when you see him on the screen you're just no. like oh it's Pierce Brosnan it's so. Pierce Brosnan yeah
0: and uh, and uh much like Keanu that man is aging really well yeah Unfair Justice League. I did. Oh yes, we could talk about that. I meant to actually write that down. I did, in fact, M and I sat down and watched Zack Snyder's This Is My Life. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's do we talk about it?
1: I guess we can talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, I I won't get too crazy, but um I liked I I I liked it a lot. I, I it was way better than the original. Uh which wasn't a hard feat to do in the in in the beginning, uh but yeah, I liked it. It was a little long i th- I think um I think it could have been chopped down to about between three and three and a half hours um because there were just certain scenes that I felt like I had watched three times um and it was it wasn't that I hate it wasn't that I didn't like it it was just unnecessary just it was seemed
0: extraneous. Just-
1: Yeah, it was almost as if they were like, you know what, we've got the footage, put it in there. Um, So, you know, that wasn't, it's small, minor gripe. I think there is a three and a half hour Zack Snyder justice cut that is a little bit more superior than this one, simply from a rewatchable, like a reviewing. It's just so fucking long. Um, But. They, I love what they did with Flash. I love what they did with Cyborg. Um, I thought that the characters were much more fleshed out. They didn't have that stupid weird shit where like Flash is falling between Wonder Woman's chest and making weird jokes, and it just it it was much more serious. The only other gripe I had about the movie was the color palette is just I got used to it, but it's so dark and gloomy, and the contrast is so um, just washed out and the like, high dynamic range lighting was turned to 48 on yeah. that bad boy. I can't say I'm particularly a huge fan of that style. It was almost um, the 300 level of like yeah. HDR lighting. Like it was yeah, like without any color it was, it, it felt very like it, it It wasn't a black and white movie by any means, but it wasn't far from it. It yeah. felt very dark. Um, and I like my superhero movies like with color, Um, Not that it has to be cartoony, but like it just it felt everything just felt dark. (laughs) And I know it's a darker, heavy movie, but I mean, Jesus um, was on it was on another level. Um, So those were my only gripes. If I had to give it out of a 10, like for what it was and what it is now, it's like a nine. But overall, like as uh, for a, a superhero movie, it was like a solid eight, eight and a half. For me, um, simply because it, it kind of wowed me. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. A little bit too much music video type, long slow motion shots. just got a little bit over the top. Um, but that's Zack Snyder's signature thing. So, you know, I can look past that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got to the point where Kayla and I were watching it. And it was just like seeing uh, Aquaman for the, you know, third or fourth time in the first hour just have take his shirt off or just, yeah, just like, you know what I mean? He, I,
0: saw, I made this dude, I made the same fucking comment. So we're watching yeah. it and, and he, one scene ends, he goes off the dock and he, he's got a wife beater on. That's just a haggard wife beater that apparently he's had for a long time. And he just peels this off for the sake of showing Jason Momoa shirtless. And then he jumps was. in. Next scene happens. Fresh white beat, wife beater. Scene ends at the end of the scene.
1: What happens? Off in slow motion too. So it's like a, it's like a fifteen second shirt off. It was like it's like yeah, I know Jason Momoa. He's a good looking dude. He's buff. He's Jack. But my God, how many times do I got to watch this dude in slow motion take his shirt off? How many I mean- shirts does Aquaman have? Seriously, it got to the point where I made I where where I think he put on his shirt at one point. Kale's like, "Why is he putting on a shirt?" And I said, "So he can take it off." <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Like that's that's. I just that's I was much-
0: I thought that was so funny. I I had the same fucking thought. I was like, "Man, how many times are we gonna watch him take his shirt off?" It's just so yeah. it was so so funny.
1: So I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I I really did. It didn't feel. It I watched it in two sittings, so I didn't watch it. I like I just don't have four hours mm. down to fucking watch a, a movie. So we watched two hours one night and then two nights later we watched the rest. We basically watched the first three parts and then the rest of the parts. Um I'm happy they didn't or uh, they were originally gonna do it as a series, like where you only could watch an episode a week. I'm happy they let you like, watch it because I don't think it 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 That would it not would. have stand- stood up. Nah, nah. Especially you had to wait a week and stuff to watch some of that. Nah, that ain't it. But uh Overall, it's a good experience. Yeah, so I like the word that I would use to describe this movie.
0: But you know, and it, it's not—it's not, it's not the, uh, to the degree in which it is, but uh, uh, is entertaining. I, I found it entertaining. Um, I didn't find it extraordinarily entertaining. It was just an entertaining movie. We watched the whole thing in one sitting, uh, and I—I I didn't. You know, it was four hours, but the four hours went relatively quick. It wasn't, it didn't drag as hard as I thought a four-hour movie would. Um, I do think the, uh, another th- comment, so the two comments that, that I made to M when we were watching this movie, the first, I think one of the first ones was the shirt thing with, with Aquaman. And the second thing that I mentioned was, you know, this is a four-hour movie, but if they got rid of all the slow motion, this is easily a two-and-a-half-hour movie.
1: Like I mean, I don't know about two and a half. That's hyper. That's
0: hyperbolic, but you get the idea. There, that gives you an idea. If you've not seen it, three
1: here. There there
0: is, is. there is serious, and I'm not fucking joking when I say that this movie is significantly lengthened because of slow motion. It's not used lightly it is used heavy fucking and for scenes that don't even need it like like you were just mentioning aquaman taking off a sh- nobody needs i mean i shouldn't say that em was very happy about it but like nobody really needs jason momoa for 30 straight seconds taking off a fucking shirt it just doesn't need to happen not in some of the combat scenes were even egregious with how much it you it used it didn't add to them anymore it was just lengthening the fucking scene out Uh, in ways that, yeah, like I said, didn't add anything. Um, I never saw the original movie, so I don't have a comparison point. Uh, well, you lucked out, because the original is not good at all. Um, so, for me, it was a fresh experience from top to bottom, so I can just, I can just judge it based on its own merits and not compare it to the, to the original yeah, I uh, I found it entertaining. Uh, the slow motion was way too much. They needed to dial that. I know it's Snyder's
1: thing, but Jesus, dude, fucking come back well, off the and, ambient. And it's, and it's from 2017, you know? It was filmed in, like, 2016. So it's just a different era of... That was of
0: literally, action. like, my joke non-spoiler review on Twitter was that it felt like I watched a four-hour-long Creed music video. Yeah, you did, though.
1: That was pretty much it.
0: That you if, Take me higher. <laughs> and everything's in slow mode. I just saw the guy on the on that pillar of rock with his hair blowing. Can you take me higher? And it's like, that was it. That was It was basically a four-hour-long superhero Creed music video from 2015. Um, and uh, for better or worse, you know, I like me some Creed, but I don't necessarily need four hours of Creed. uh, uh And, and that's all I can, I guess I can really, I can really say about it. I think the, I, I, well, I'll say this as well. Um, despite the egregious use of slow motion in all of her fucking scenes and the egregious use of the "Ah!" every time she fucking entered the frame. Like she could be walking into a fuck dude, there is a meme video to be made about this shit where it's just Wonder Woman doing everyday shit, and as soon as she enters the frame, that fucking kicks in. Wonder Woman enters a Starbucks. Ha <awning> ha Wonder Woman sits down on the toilet. Ha <reichen> ha Wonder Woman fucking frying an egg in the morning. Ha <Squeaks> ha Like there's a meme video to be made, cause it's every scene, dude. It doesn't matter what she was doing, it's just every fucking scene so yeah I that, that was probably that was probably uh, a bit silly regardless of all of that it is it, I would take that I would take that meme over whatever the last fucking Wonder Woman movie was any day of the week because what it did was it actually <laughs> that's what it was every scene so like I would take that every time over the last Wonder Woman movie because it made her not th- that not that specifically but how Zack decided to portray her uh, and and her and and just everything about her in this movie was powerful they still got their woman power moments in there but it wasn't like somebody took a hammer and beat you senselessly yeah. with the yeah. shit until you like submitted um she was shown as powerful as she as she is, which is to say that she can almost go toe to toe with Superman, uh, which is what woman Wonder Woman is technically supposed to be about. Like she's, she's not like the, 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 You know, if you watched the last Wonder Woman movie and you didn't have any idea about what Wonder Woman was about, you'd think like she was like a fucking deer in headlights or some shit. Like, she barely has any power in the last, like, two Wonder Woman movies worth talking about. She seems like a feeble woman, which is the opposite of what that character was created to fucking be. So, this movie at least did her more, no pun intended, justice than the last, at the very least, the last Wonder Woman movie. Oh,
1: I liked her a lot more in this than in yeah. the last Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, so that uh, was a a, big... lot, a lot more. Like, even her action, like, you know, just in the start when she was blocking all the bullets, you know, from the, big uh, from difference. the bank thing. It was just, like, better. And then when she was fighting, uh, how fast she was and, you know, literally smashing people through walls and different things was much more, you know, in, the, in 1984, it was, like, it was just very cartoony and, and almost like a... Like a you're you're in on the, on the, I, I, it's hard it's hard to explain it, it it just wasn't it wasn't what I signed up for after the first Wonder Woman and then after Justice League or Batman v Superman or, or wherever else we uh, we wherever she was but um it was good I enjoyed it I enjoyed yeah. it so yeah. we'll we'll leave it at that
0: yeah so that was it now it's time for tech support. Patreon.com slash TV. It's the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast directly. Each and every week, put up a post for those $10 and higher. One of the perks is that you get to ask us questions, and we answer as many of those bad boys as we can at the end of the podcast in a segment we call Tech Support. So let's see what we got this week. Uh, Dragonfly asks, Besides StarCraft, what other RTSs have
1: you played? Uh... Pretty much all of them <laughs> like mm. Command and Conquer. Um, uh, they are, uh, was it the Billions? There are one? Billions. That's a recent yeah, one. Yeah. Play, yeah. played that as well. I mean, those are, I mean, Command and Conquer is really the other big RTS. I mean, you got War, uh, Warcraft, um, Frozen Throne. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've played um
0: you know other than starcraft brood war starcraft starcraft brood war starcraft 2 would be yeah, warcraft 3 warcraft 3 frozen throne i played very scant age of empires very scant um command and conquer i mean that's like super scant and that's when i was really young too uh that i would have played that stuff recent rts's though exclusively Warcraft and Starcraft. Like nothing beyond that really that I've dipped my toes in the water. Because after I played Warcraft and Starcraft, all the other RTS just hot garbage. didn't just didn't hit the same way. Yeah. Um and and so yeah, just didn't 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 get into them. Hopefully Frost Giant makes an amazing game, so who knows? That's true. That's very true. There's hope on the horizon. Uh Oh Dr. Samurai asks, Do you have any advice for someone that is starting a business for the first time that focuses on online sales? I don't think either of us have a great depth of experience in online sales in that kind of capacity. But like any startup, I mean know your competition first. Yeah. And and learn what you can about your competitors. And because if you really have no experience, or you're not hiring people that are already in, um, or have been in that position, you you have to you have to you know it's it's explorative you know it's it's explorative uh, you have to it's the exploration phase of the of the, the- business
1: startup. The biggest thing is, and I wouldn't start off this way because you got to figure out your business first and I mean, you've been very vague, so I mean I don't there's not a lot odd. of detail but, yeah. yeah I don't know what I mean there's million i mean I have an online business theoretically, yeah you know what I mean so it really yeah. all depends on what it is it's probably physical yeah. goods if I had to yeah. guess but if you're if you're like you know doing amazon related stuff or drop shipping or whatever the fuck um it's honestly it's all about dumping money into marketing and advertisement and and knowing how to properly um, where to put that marketing put and advertising. It, how to put it, when to put it mm. um, that that's what it is. Most of these like successful people that are, have online sales, they're dumping thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars a month in straight advertisement ads just nonstop. Uh, but you got to have a good end product and a good landing page or a good whatever. So, I mean, I have no idea what type of business you have, but uh, research, 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 and don't spend a whole bunch of money until you know what the fuck you're doing, or you're 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 gonna end up with a bag of bunch of goods that you're gonna take a long time to get rid of. So yeah, tread, tread, tread carefully. Uh, but give it a hundred, because if you go in half assing anything, you just it is not gonna it's not gonna pan out. Absolutely. huh. <laughs>
0: This is an interesting question. I'm trying to think of when the last time that happened. Uh, Danish Devil asks, when was the last time everything went in slow motion for you? Uh, like, for example, a really stressful situation that you couldn't really do anything about it, and you just kind of had to watch it happen. You know, one of those situations where, um, you know, for example, not to say that this happened to either of us, but you're about to get into an accident with your car. You know it's about to happen. There's nothing you can do to correct for it. And everything just kind of, that's the, 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 you get a Zack Snyder director's cut of the accident happening in real time in super slow motion. When's the last time something like that happened for you? Um.
1: Hmm. I mean, I was I was just playing some crazy time on uh, on the online <laughs> and, the, and the wheel, and I could see it coming from a mile away, and it was gonna hit my bonus, and then it slow motion like dick 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 bink, fuck, rip, uh, rip. Well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, I I think the last biggest time I had that was when my son was born, um it was like almost an out-of-body experience it was really bizarre mm. um and you know as as the doctors were kayla was sitting there i'm holding a bag she's throwing up in this bag mm. right it's, it's not a sexy scene it's not a sexy scene nothing at all, about but, birth is sexy no and i mean she was she had a c section right so like she was pumped on drugs and it was like fucking with her big time she had the shakes And she was, I'm holding a bag. She's power puking. I'm already not good with, uh, well, she wasn't power puking, but it was like, it it was constant and it was not fun. So she's throwing up. I'm holding that. Um, I'm holding her. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like not faint myself because there's so much (laughs) going on and I'm nervous as fuck, right? I'm like, uh, I had a million things going on in my head, right? It's like, oh shit, I'm about to be a dad. Hope my son is healthy. Hope Kayla's going to be okay. I'm holding this. I got doctors all around me. There's beeping noises. I'm looking at like her, thing on the thing make sure she's like not dying and she's you know people are cutting her wide open um (laughs) and blood everywhere right and i'm like (laughs) and i'm just sitting there i'm useless right i'm just all i can be is like support that's pretty much it and and as the doctor is saying are you ready to meet your boy right as as that happened i couldn't see much above her because there's like um like a blanket like a wall yeah yeah that you can't like, you don't want to see what's going on there. You don't want to see your, your wife cut open on the table. Exactly. And they, <laughs> they asked like, Hey, did you want to, you know, did you want me to bring him right over? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put po- and they're like, here he comes, right? Here we go. And then as soon as he comes out, um, I didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden I just heard. And, and as, <laughs> as the doctor is like, it was almost like Simba Coming over the horizon and holds the baby up, right? And it holds it's a it's a beautiful boy, and it was like slow motion. It was like ah, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! And he's screaming, and and uh, he's full, he looks green because he's full of shit and blood, yep. and everything else. Um, and he's sitting there screaming, and uh yeah, that was like a, <laughs> that was like a slow motion moment. From uh, it's probably the last time or last real time I had one of those like. Uh, holy shit, like, whoa. And, yeah, that was a, that was a moment.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't
0: know if there's, like, the the last time I've, I've had was a long, a long fucking time. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean... Probably the last one, honest to God, it's been so long, I was still with Natalie. So, she, I got a call from a stranger on my cell phone, it was from her phone, no it wasn't from her phone, it was from somebody who was with her, and she had passed out in the street waiting for the bus, and she went face first into the concrete, and uh, and was out cold for a while, and eventually like sorta came to, but her teeth were fucking... Like just, just wrecked, she's bleeding everywhere, and called me to tell whatever, and that the, uh, the ambulance was coming to go to the hospital, and like, I, I, while this person is telling me this information, and they've got her, they like hold the phone up to her, and she sounds like she's like fucking, literally, I- just barely, barely even talking loud enough for me to hear, her. and of course her mouth is completely fucked, so she can't really talk, and and I remember like, like, the room was, like, closing in, and yeah. I got, I got so, I got hit with so much adrenaline that I had my phone in my hand. I was actually, no joke, I was sitting where I'm sitting right now, because, like, I was in my office chair here, but it was, you know, fucking ten years ago, and I remember getting such a huge shot of adrenaline that when i went turn off my phone and i went to get up i like yeeted my phone across the fucking room my hand wouldn't close and when i went up and i fucking like whipped my phone across the room phone like went off the fucking wall rattled all over the ground and i was just like I, I was i had to stop for like a couple of seconds and get my bearings and then got in the car and i don't remember the entire fucking trip like from there it was one of those moments where you got in the car and you drove somewhere but you didn't remember how the fuck you don't remember yeah. anything of the drive there cuz i was just so full of adrenaline Uh, you know, at the time, because I knew how prone she was to fainting, and when I heard that she went face first, I was like, like, serious concussions, it was like, oh my fuck, what's, you know, dental, like, her teeth were fucked, um, and that was a, a, a long, a long fucking couple of days, so, that was probably the last time was, was that, getting that news and you just get, like, hit with adrenaline, that's what happens, you get hit with adrenaline, and your body is just like, everything becomes slow, and it's weird, it's fucking trippy as shit. Um... I could have ran through a wall and like, probably not felt anything at that point.' just okay. like just like so much adrenaline. your heart goes like, brrr, like four hundred miles an hour they, like go fight or flight kicks in. It's like you can suddenly run a marathon, yeah, that's kind of what happens every time. I'm sure your heart rate when they were like doing the circle of life shit coming up over,
1: oh yeah, one ninety oh. just. Oh. Brrr, the whole thing was, the whole thing was crazy. The whole thing was crazy. <laughs> that was certainly, you just, the way you describe is
0: so similar to when, 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 uh, crimp, uh, had his first and he was, the, 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 delivery was so slow. They were in there for fucking ever. It was like, it was like over a day or some shit. And he didn't sleep for so long. He hadn't eaten. And you know, his propensity to get like migraines to get fucking whatever the fuck. So right. crimp, was mess. crimp was on the chair. In the room, passed out, and the and the nurse they kept turning the, the heat down because she was so hot and everyone was so hot. And the nurse would come back in and get mad and turn the temperature back up. He passes out, they put blankets on him or whatever. He passes out in the chair, and when he and then all of a sudden he gets like screamed at by a nurse. It's time get up. I need your help. And he gets, like, yanked out of this chair. And he doesn't know where the fuck he is. He's on, like, adrenaline, too. Like, it's all he's running on. And then they just hand him one of his wife's legs. And he's just holding one of of her legs. And he's like, what the fuck's happening? And she's, she's, like, trying to birth this child. The nurse is trying to talk Ryan through it. Ryan's not hearing anything. And he's got this one leg in the air, and then like after he got up so fast, and he hadn't had food in so long, and he hadn't slept, and his blood sugar fucking tanked, and his uh, blood pressure fucking tanked. All right. I'm peaceing. And, and he was like, <laughs> starting pack to fucking. It <laughs> and the nurse looked at him, and I think the only thing holding him up was his wife's leg, and she was like, "Sir, do you need to sit down." And he was like, "Huh." Uh, yeah 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 and so he gets to sit down or whatever and they fucking covering him up with ice and all sorts of shit. It was a gong show but yeah, the birth is the men go through a lot, but it's one one trillionth whatever the fuck the woman's got it ain't even,
1: clo- ain't even close and even close, it ain't even, close. <laughs> it ain't even close I'll tell you that right now <laughs> It is a fucking bro the the sounds, the smells, the views everything. <laughs> It is not none of it is pretty. No, childbirth is is not a beautiful thing. I'm no. sorry. I mean the 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 conceptually. The yes, the the idea of it and and the the when it's there and you're holding your child and stuff it's beautiful. But man, the process oh. <laughs>
0: No. probably the number one thing that most men don't know that happens when they're giving birth is their, their wife is going to be shitting all over the room. Oh, that
1: happens very frequently. Fortunately, my wife had a C-section, so yeah. she didn't have to push or anything like that. But yeah, it's very, very common. They just yeah. shit themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're literally pushing for your life and you're in so much pain. It doesn't yeah. matter what orifice it's coming out of. It's just, and you're... you don't even care.
1: No, you, you, you literally, just you just want it over. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, shitting, right? I am, gosh. So, <laughs> I dare you yeah go ahead I'm gonna gonna kill you yeah
0: Uh, uh, let's see what else we got here Uh, hmm. oh god I don't know if I have one of these I don't know if you do either but I'll ask a question anyway G bros ask who is your favorite internet celebrity they could be like a
1: youtuber or a twitch person etc my favorite internet celebrity. Mm. Um, I would say the 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 it's it's two people, mm. and and it's a lot of people don't know this, but okay. um, I I faithfully almost daily, um, watch a lot of Hodge Twins. The Hodge Twins, you know, the two brothers, Keith and Kevin. I assumed that uh, they were brothers, given they were twins. Yeah, I know they, the
0: names. Uh, I know the name Hodge
1: twins, but I don't remember what kind of content they produce. They produce. Well, they, they did a whole lot of fitness stuff. They, they, they do a lot of like, uh, just talking about like relationships and sex. And I know that they have like their conservative twins channel where they're, they're on the far right. And yeah. they're two black guys. Um, I'm not really so much into their political stuff, yeah. but they're, they're, uh, Hodge twin, the ask Hodge twins, um, channel Adam, if you haven't bro, <laughs> dude i'm telling you i think you'd like it too okay it's so fucking funny bro i'm like i've watched every video they have a lot of video they've been doing this for like a decade and they have a lot of videos and i've watched them all and i'm like second rounds now i'm like re- going back re-watching everything <laughs> i even subscribe to their hodge twins uh where you pay like 290 they, their thing is like it's 2.99 a month You know, it's damn near free. Who ain't got 10 cents a day? I want my money. So I had to to give them my money, but they don't have that service anymore. But, um, Hodge twins, they're my favorite, they're my favorite internet guys, um, by a substantial margin. Okay.
0: I, uh, (laughs) I don't know if I have like a celebrity person or like somebody that's that big that I watch a lot of, um, these days that i would i would say is like a standout in that regard i mean
1: wow um, bro, you have watched i can't believe you've never seen ask hodge twins man if i've you never watched, seen ask Hodge. i've seen fitness related hodge yeah, yeah, twin stuff yeah. stuff it's the it's the ask hodge twins youtube channel man you really like it. i think you and your woman would really would would there's some fucking funny shit bro Okay. It's funny shit, man. And they've got their they've got their their like catchphrases and and things that they do that like, oh man. It it's funny as fuck. Okay. Um, all right. I, uh, I I don't Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the
0: only uh, man. <laughs> like I don't really get a lot of time to watch content, and the content that I watch is like is not really creator specific like, uh like i'll watch um like i I'll watch a lot of like kitchen nightmare shit is like my one of my guilty pleasures but that's yeah, not but a that con- isn't that isn't that's, like, that's, not, uh, that's what i mean good. it's not a content creator like uh, one channel i will say this one channel i do watch a lot of is called uh, the recent they're not big but they've, they're getting bigger and i'm sure they'll eventually get you know even catch on would be uh it's a channel called wrestling bios and it's a guy um uh, who basically goes back and does um, many documentaries about various times and uh, and whatnot in wrestling, whether it's a time period for wrestling as a whole or specific segments of certain wrestlers' careers uh, and whatnot. And then he'll at the after he's gone through somebody's entire career in segments, you know, the highlights, he'll put together like a full series like one video like some of these some of these like turn out to be like three and a half hour long fucking behemoths uh and he does an amazing job like a really good fucking job uh, and so if you're like a wrestling fan and you like to go back and maybe you don't like some of the stuff i didn't even know which has been kind of the fun of it i'll get on the treadmill he'll put up a new video like a couple times a week i'm on the treadmill i'll put that up and i'll watch it when i'm on the treadmill and they're really really well done so i watch a lot of excuse me a lot of that um, but otherwise, I mean, fuck, yeah, my YouTube stuff is pretty is pretty minor, and my streaming stuff is is just as minor. I I mean, I have a couple of like streamer friends that stream that I'll watch, like Jeff or otherwise, but I don't have like, I don't even like I, I enjoy Doc as a streamer, but I don't watch him really. I'll watch, like, Doc Highlights once in a while, and I, I respect the game, but I don't, I don't really sit down and watch it much. So, yeah, I don't know. But So, wrestling bios on YouTube is by far, I think, my most, uh, my most watched. Uh, and I, I do think, honest to God, I think that guy's going to fucking blow up. I was watching when he had a couple thousand views a video, now he's got, like, 50, 60,000 views a video, and I think he's just on the cusp of—it's just going to take, like, one video— to break out of that, like, mid-range YouTube shit, and it will be one of those things where all of his videos will suddenly get a lot of views. Because it's content that doesn't age, right? That's the beauty of that kind of content. You can just go back and watch it whenever. Um... Holy shit. Well, a follow-up question to this that's related. 8910 asks, which celebrity inspires you the most? I don't suppose it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
1: No. All right, who is it? It's not. (laughs) Um... wow i yeah, 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 yeah. celebrity that inspires me the most I don't know I'm not the type of person that draws a lot of inspiration from celebrity in general, yeah, neither am I um see i i draw i draw inspiration from um other successful people um and that, that really aren't celebrities. Um, it, that's the, it's, it's hard to explain. I, I, I'm for one, I don't look up to any celebrity, so yeah. I don't, I'm not like, oh man, I want to be like this person one day. I, I don't at all. Um, I might get influenced by a celebrity's type of um, style or, or um, sort of their vibe. Hmm um but not necessarily like oh I want to be like them or you know have them on my background of my phone or my computer or or have you know I know I have a cut out of John Cena but that's a meme um I don't yeah, really I, mean, I,
0: I, I have Jeff Goldblum in a yeah. Santa hat right now but yeah you know,
1: yeah I'm the type of person that draws inspiration from other successful people in the industries that that I'm I'm in so like If I go to like a real estate meetup, you know, I get inspired by people that are where I want to be. They might not necessarily be a celebrity, uh, but I do look up to their accomplishments and try and emulate or pick the brain of those. They call those mentors, but Hmm. without it really being a a mentor per se, like a one-on-one coach or whatever. So yeah, it's very i don't I don't really at all actually look up to celebrities. it's just not it's just not my not my thing but like I said, sometimes I can relate to a celebrity's vibe, you know, and maybe their cadence or style might might kind of wash over me a little bit in a moment or in a season um but that's about as far as it goes,
0: yeah, it's similar for me I'll get like i'll i'll catch i'll oftentimes it's not a celebrity in the moment or somebody that's with with renown so not just a celebrity but just somebody with renown so um i'll get i'll get caught up in their accomplishments and and then seeing how they achieved those things even if it's not the path that i'm taking draw some you know some energy from that yeah i don't know if i always want to call i don't know if i'd always call it inspiration but i draw energy from certain things like yeah. recently for me for example watching a lot of um of coincidentally youtube stuff mostly but on on uh some of my favorite old basketball players and watching their career highlights and watching what they did for the sport and and how they handled themselves uh as a player and just you know what they did to become you know the the great player that they were and i'll draw energy from that shit um for example or uh, or like Jeff was saying, you know, if it's somebody else within a, a, an industry that that we work within that's doing great things, you know, you you draw from that too. You know, you get you you get excited seeing other people um, doing similar things to you that are getting uh, traction and whatnot, and, and you can draw from from that. Uh, like for me, I was watched all this shit. I even I had a tweet. You know, my one of my, one of the only things that, that I'm sad about within my personal community. And I'm sure you probably have bits and pieces of this, although you've found some, you've found a couple of folks, and I have as well in my own, that share interests that aren't just the games that you play within the community. So like if I tweet about basketball, nobody fucking cares, for example, like not a single person cares. It's like, if you tweeted about real estate, there's only going to be a couple of people that are going to be with, that are going to, that are going to want to engage with that. There might be a couple of people within your community that you could. And like, for me, there's a couple of people in the community I can engage with with basketball. But in, in general, I could tweet basketball and get zero traction. Three seconds later, I could tweet literally a picture of my foot and I'll have like 40 fucking people inter- <laughs> goes. to interact with it, right? So like, I, uh, like for me, though, I'll, 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 I was tweeting this week about uh, Larry Bird as a player um and and been watching a lot of his old footage and how he played the game and how on how you know he is known as like the 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 you know the he's, he's another one of those great white hope kind of situations where he's like the whitest motherfucker to have ever played basketball and he he wasn't just like physically the whitest motherfucker although he was definitely the whitest motherfucker to ever play basketball but how he played basketball was so white he was athletic but nothing he did had athleticism in it, zero zero athleticism, every movement, nothing was like fluid, it was like janky, it was like watching a white person dance, even if a white person's really good at dancing, there's still something about the white person dancing that screams white, and that was Larry Bird, but he fucking made people look terrible! Despite the fact that he was like the whitest motherfucker, you know, around, and he he made the game work to his advantages, and despite crippling fucking injury and whatnot, he was he was uh, an absolute god. So, just watching that, uh, you know, stuff, I'll, I'll draw energy from. But I don't, I don't have any individuals that I'm like, man, like Jeff said, I don't have anyone on my wallpaper that I'm looking up to, you know, as a celebrity, um, in in that regard. Let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Fresh to death Batman. Do you have any unpopular takes regarding TV or movies? Said I personally believe Breaking Bad is good, but not this once in a lifetime
1: experience that everyone seems to say that it is. Um, I, I think it depends on when you watched Breaking Bad. I think if you watched Breaking Bad when Breaking Bad first came out. Well, I'm I'm just uh, saying, I'm just saying for he well,
0: that's not the question. He's just asking do you personally have any uh, unpopular takes regarding TV and movies? That was just his example of his own oh, okay. uh, his own unpopular opinion.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, I mean, I hate Seinfeld. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's- Funny in the least. I think it's I think the humor is bad. Um I think Kramer um isn't funny at all. Um yeah, I I'm not a fan of Seinfeld at all. I know there's probably gonna be a lot of people are like, are you crazy? Not a fan. Never was, don't think I ever will be. I was never I'm a not, Seinfeld fan either. Yeah, so great. that's that's my that's my hot take on, on a TV show. Um
0: I think my, I think my, one of my hotter takes as far as movies and TV is that the, um, the original Blade Runner in whatever form you want, whichever of the three fucking releases of that movie you want to talk about, I think they're all bad. I think it's all, I think it's all garbage. I think it's gobbledygook. Um, I think that any meaning you derive from it is, is just perpetuated nonsense from people trying to pick apart a film that makes no sense um, over the years to try and inject meaning into anything. It's kind of like going to a, uh, to a, to a museum with high art, uh, with like high art, like really, really, um, high concept art. And, and there's people standing around, you know, these, this canvas that's just painted white with splotches of other white, but it's textured and they sit there and they're like, hmm, yes, I think this speaks to the The social norms of society and the the disproportionate blah, blah, blah. And like, they're just, and it's just frivolous bullshit. And it doesn't, it's nothing of intent. It's just that it, it, it's what people are thinking of it. And then they are like, this is the greatest painting ever. I'll buy it for $50 million. That to me is what the original Blade Runner is. I think it's fluff. Um, and, uh, I don't think it's literally anything to live up to whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't uh, like people you. have. Yeah. Uh one more. Mm mm-hmm, mm 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 mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Roran asks, is there a hard lesson from life that you would want your kids to experience? I mean, I'm sure there's lots, but is there yeah, one yeah.
1: um Uh, jeez hard lesson in life that i want them to experience rejection i was literally gonna say the same thing well similar similar to that yeah i mean i mean i don't i don't want my son to have that feeling but i want him to go through it so you know how he can because exp- it, it, yeah. ha- it happens a lot right whether it's job relationship uh expectations the, the i mean i feel like everybody needs to to have rejection i think i think,
0: I think yeah. rejection in a relationship is probably one of the key ones and i say that and this is going to sound super i mean i this is going to sound so fucking egotistical i never got nobody ever broke up with me i was always the one breaking up with them or i never got turned down by somebody I asked to go out on a date with. And that's not a huge number of fucking women, obviously. It's like, I think, in total, less than 10 in my life. But because I didn't, I feel like I'm missing out on... I feel like part of my psyche was totally fucked up from that, um, for sure. And that experiencing somebody outright rejecting me would have been... really fucking healthy, (laughs) like, from a relationship standpoint. Um, And so that's definitely one I, and coincidentally i was talking about um i was talking about something similar on my stream I, I can't remember if it was yesterday the day before where i was saying that something that i would want that i think everyone should experience is the if possible is when you're dating young enough in life that you still have to go over to the you know to if you're a guy and you're going over and you're picking up the girl from the parents' house and you have to meet the parents on that for and they have to go through the experience of I want her home by insert time kind of thing. There is something about that
1: experience that I think every guy should probably go through at least once. Uh, I mean, you're so traditional. You're such you've been brought up in such a traditional household. Well, no, I,
0: well, I don't mean that it adds anything. I just think that it's one of those things where like you get so fucking worked up that you're going over. Like, I remember you know, my first girlfriend going over cause we were still young, right? We're in high school. So of course the parents are still going to be like, you know, you can't go home. You can't take your 16 year old girlfriend home at three o'clock in the morning. Like on a fucking weekend. It's just not going to go over that way. So uh-huh. you, you, you get the experience of the dad being protective, come downstairs and be like, you better have my,
1: da- my daughter home by, by, by you well, know, like, like 10 o'clock. Um, my experience has always been different. So, like my my you fear- never once had a a, a
0: father come back and, and when you were dating young and be like you know, have, um, have her home by in
1: by like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock. Never once because you dated yeah, a fair I, amount I, in your younger years. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I I think the only person that 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 um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean my first my first long-term girlfriend i mean her dad i mean i always knew her father right so so he would kind of joke about certain things and be like hey you know keep the door open or hey you know uh don't don't come don't come here past you know 11 o'clock or whatever right Mm. um for sure my my thing was my 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 biggest nerves was and the thing i had to cope with is is being black and going and seeing Mm. I, i date primarily white women right so um there's always that that there's always that stigma of like you know white girl bringing home the black guy I mean there's just no way there's just no other way to say it um it's just facts I mean people I know mean, we're in 2021 and people are like oh my god uh I don't think that way Jeff like, the reality is is it's real um and uh you know going and meeting the parents was always a was always a thing. And it just so happened that my very first girlfriend, her father was very racist, very, very racist. So I never actually met her father, but her mother loved me. It was the father that didn't I don't even think he wanted to see me. I was I think it was the reason why I never girl with a name that starts with an S. Yes. Okay. Uh, And uh, and 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 the the, I also think that because of that, it also made me more conscious of of that as well since it was my first time i was like 15 years old so um yeah that's uh that that, that's definitely yeah it's called get out there the movie get out Out, yeah (laughs) it's it's a very real thing i mean if and i'm sure um other minorities go through sort of the same thing um just different versions different versions right Yeah. yeah it's like some some minorities are very traditional You know, some people might think like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to I'm dating somebody that's Jewish, but I'm not Jewish. Like, what is her parents going to think or his parents going to think or whatever? Right. You kind of go through the same thing. So, yeah, I never I never really the whole like be home by 10 thing. That's just I mean, that's common courtesy too. like I, I I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be the type of guy that's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to keep you out super late or whatever. Cause I don't want that awkwardness between the parents. You want to be able to go there and, and get their trust. So that way they leave you guys home alone and they can go out and, you know, do whatever, (laughs) you know, know, and then you can break the trust. Yes. Yes. Mm. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's it. There you go.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, so take off podcast. Hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, stay safe out there. Of course, we'll be back next week with more gaming news, TV and movie stuff, and whatever the fuck tech support brings. And until then, thank you so much. Make sure to uh, to uh, like uh, or follow TV on YouTube. Hit the bell icon. Get a comment in there if you can. Uh, and like the videos. Watch as much of it as you can because the watch time is a massive metric. You know, m- most people are watching, uh, uh, you know, I would say, I think their watch time is somewhere around 20, 30 minutes. So that's actually pretty high for YouTube. Uh, so if you can, keep that up. You guys are amazing. We'll see you guys next week, like I said. And until then, stay safe out there. We're uh, We're almost there, ladies. Peace. Peace.